0: We have spent a number of weeks talking about what overall? Starts with a B. Bibliology. Bibliology, the study of the Bible. We are going to start a new study here this evening on Wednesday evenings, and it starts with the letter A and it ends with ology. Any guesses? Any guesses? One of our teens said it, one of our teens said it, trying to be funny, and I was like, you're right! Okay, it is anthropology. And uh, we are talking about anthropology, which means the what? Study of man, specifically. So bibliology, study of the Bible. Anthropology, study of man and cultures and everything that goes along with that. But of course, we're going to look at this from what book? Which is our source for all authority in life, where we go back to. And so, as we talk about anthropology, there are a number of things we're going to talk about, but we have to go back to the beginning. Kind of reminds me of uh, the sound of music. We start at the very be- beginning, a very good place to start. How many of you heard that song? Okay, thanks for humoring me. Okay, uh, but the reality is we have to go back to the beginning, which is where? Okay. That's the beginning of time. And like we taught, remember our kids and kids' time as we've taught them, when did Jesus Christ begin? He's always been. He didn't have a beginning. Now, there was a time when he took on human flesh, the incarnation. But Jesus never had a beginning. He's always been. God has always been. But when we go back to the beginning of time, was there a beginning of time? Yes. Yes. We see that in Genesis 1. So I want to encourage you open your Bibles here this evening to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis 1. Specifically tonight, which topic of origins are we going to talk about? No. Okay, not creation. Top of your page says, "How can we talk about evolution in the church?" Because we have to look at the truth of it. It's a lie. And we have to look at what the Bible has to say about that. So actually, hopefully we'll get all the way through this lesson, which means next week we get to talk about creation then, right? And see what the Bible has to say. But it's important for us to go back to the beginning and reject some of the things that are taught by the world because God is the source of truth. In fact, Jesus said in John 14, I believe it's verse 6, I am the, the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. In John 17, Jesus prayed, Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. So sometimes we refer to Jesus Christ as the living word and the Bible we hold as the written word of God. So when we go back to the beginning, we're seeing Jesus Christ. As we talk about the two views of how everything came into existence and, Brother Bass, you're going to have to do your best because I know you can't see half the words because I know they're not going to be on there. Um, and so, yeah, you start right there. That'll be great. We talk about two views of evolution or of origin, of course, evolution and creation. We'll spend a little bit of time talking about that. Really, the definition for evolution is a descent with modification from pre existing species. And I took that today from Merriam Webster's dictionary right online. But, you know, the second definition on Merriam-Webster's Dictionary is a process of change in a certain direction. So does that mean there are legitimate uses for the word evolution? Yes, there are. So we do want to clarify. But usually when people use the word evolution, what do they refer to? Okay, the beginning of time. Their theory of how everything came into existence. That's usually what people use, but it is still important to use definitions so we understand what they're saying. In fact, even in math, uh, what was it? I was looking in Webster's 1828 dictionary, and of course, he didn't talk about the theory of evolution. In his evolution word, uh, he talked about uh, something in science, breaking down different numbers of how evolution happens there and just different things. It's interesting. I encourage you, if you want to, look at that dex- dictionary definition, Webster's 1828. But as we look at what many people call evolution and just refer blanket open statements to evolution, it is w- the source of origin, one change from one species to another by the form of mutations that are locked in by natural selection. Now, we know that that's not true, but we don't want to just say, well, we don't believe that. Because really, we need to know why we believe what we believe. We're reminded that we are to give an answer of the hope that lies within us. Do you know why you believe Jesus is the only way to heaven? Yeah, but it's important to also know why you don't believe evolution is true. So we're going to get a little bit on evolution, a little bit on creation as we start the study on anthropology because we have to know where we came from. Does it make a difference on how you view yourself if you believe in creation or evolution? If evolution is a reality, what is so wrong about killing someone else? If evolution is a reality, why is it wrong to take my own life? If evolution is a reality, why shouldn't I hurt myself or talk negative about myself? there isn't a reason because it just happened. And so maybe I'm here because of a mistake. Isn't that really what a mutation is? A mistake. (laughs) Now evolutionists believe they're positive mistakes. How many positive mistakes have you made this week? (laughs) A couple of them, right? But most of our mistakes have negative things that happen with it. So as we talk about evolution, there are a couple men that we saw, Charles Darwin, uh, Julian Huxley, Really, they use science. Do they use science? They, they use it. They interpret it, I believe, incorrectly. But, but many of them use it. But in order to believe evolution, they take science and they complete it with faith. They do. They take science and they complete it with faith. Now, do we take the word of God by faith? The just shall live by faith. But yet the evolutionists knock us and say, well, wait a second. They, they believe in creation, Just they think it's by faith. And we follow the science, so we're going to believe in evolution. Now, we don't believe in creation because of the science. But it's incredible to see that the science really does back up creation. So we stop and we think through evolution. But really, something quick I want to talk about is theistic evolution. Any of you ever hear of theistic evolution? Okay, what is theistic evolution? Yeah, that's really, yeah, you take the definitions of those words. God brought about the change, but it was really still this evolutionary change. And that's what it's getting to. God directed and led this process of naturalistic evolution to make everything. Theistic evolution. By the way, right up front, this is not true. But there are believers who believe this. In my mind, I wonder how. Because we go back to the Word of God, and again, we often look at the definitions of words in the Bible, don't we? Because specific words have specific meanings. In theistic evolution, uh, there are some beliefs that they have that God directed and led this process. Many of them believe uh, days in Genesis 1 were ages, not literal days. The word for day in Genesis chapter 1 literally means 24 hours. If you go back to the Hebrew, that's what it means. But yet, if you believe in theistic evolution, you have to take it to mean ages. Because sure, maybe God is the force that got it going. Charles Darwin said God isn't needed in naturalistic evolution. Creationists say God made everything, right? Isn't that what we believe? Because the Bible says so. But theistic evolutionists try to ride both bicycles that are actually going in opposite directions. You ever tried to ride a car going in opposite directions? Maybe as a guy, right? You stood on the trunk of both cars and wanted to see how long you could last. That's kind of stupid, right? But uh, there are people who do stuff like that. That's really what a theistic evolutionist is doing. They're trying to ride the car that's going one way and says, we don't need God while riding the car that says God made everything. And so they try to explain away some of the words in Genesis 1. Read Genesis 1 with understanding, because God spoke clearly. Remember, we just studied bibliology. God spoke clearly. So we go to the Bible and see words have specific meanings. There are some problems. I mean, think about that. If a theistic evolutionist believes that God stepped in at certain points, jumped in, maybe it was to help with the vertebrates or some of these others, and... So then Adam came. Adam came into existence, they believe, through evolution. But what do you do with Eve? Because, man, the Bible talks about how God clearly made her. So if God had special creation with Eve, why not Adam? They're trying to appease all people. We must live for the glory of God. (laughs) We look at what God's word has to say. Uh, and so really we, we see that uh, some argue that God was in the invisible force that started evolution. And that was all he was. He was the invisible force that started evolution. That's what some people want to argue. Some then argue that God jumped in at major stages. Vertebrates, birds, mammals, man. That he just jumped in at those times. Kind of like uh, the deistic view of God that, that he's that watchmaker who just kind of set it in motion and stepped back and just watched it happen. Is God a personal God? Could we spend the rest of the night talking about that? From the Bible, not just from experience. Though, though by experience, do you know God is personal? <laughs> Amen? But we look at it through the truth of God's word. So God didn't just kind of jump in at certain stages and say, Oops, I better help this one along. Genesis 1.1. Someone read that for me. Do you know what that word created means? He did it. He made it out of nothing. He made it. In fact, if we look at every section that starts a new day, verse 6, and God said... Let there be a firmament. He spoke it, and out of nothing it came. The same in verse 9. And God said that the waters under the heaven be gathered together into one place. God spoke it into existence. So the people who argue that God jumped in at certain points are that God is simply the force behind it all. No, God is a personal God. In fact, anthropology, remember the study of man really our key verse for this study really goes back to verse 26 of this chapter someone read verse 26 the earth. yeah and then really the first three words of verse 27 Paul so God man. right there So God did it. So can theistic evolution be true? No, we didn't just evolve. Evolution or theistic evolution cannot be true. By the way, there's a lot more. If you're interested in studying these out, there's a lot of resources. Answers in Genesis, that's a great place to look. You can get a lot of their resources even for free online. You can see a lot of their old uh, talks that Ken Ham has done and a lot of the other information. Also... Frank Turek is another man who's written some good books dealing with the creation-evolution argument. A lot of resources. If you're interested, I'd be glad to point you in some other direction to go a lot further than where we're headed tonight with this. But really, then the basics of evolution, it starts with the planets and stars. It just kind of happened, right? There must have been a big bang. There had to be a beginning. Because really, the science shows there was a beginning. When we study it, we can see it. Now, we take it by faith because verse 1 says it. In the beginning, God created. But really, science shows there was a beginning of time, which is incredible to look at some of these resources. If you've not watched that or you've not heard some of that, got some great books that talk about why there had to be a beginning, according to science. But we see it wasn't just evolution then. It is God who made it into existence. So some argue that there was the Big Bang, explosion, or some argue that matter is just constantly being created on the outside of our universe. It just continually is created fresh and new because that's what's going on. But yet we have to go back to what the Word of God says. They believe that life began by chance. Did life begin by chance? No. Because God said, let us make man in our own image this is not accidental you are not an accident isn't that a blessing to know Uh, there are kids who their parents said of course not to them directly some have that child was just an accident now maybe you weren't planning on having another child at that time but was that child an accident God knew You were not an accident. You are special to God. You've been made in the image of God. And so that is an encouragement. Evolution, man, that can be a depressor. But when we look at what the Bible says about creation and the beginning of man, anthropology, it is an encouragement. Life began by chance, they want to argue. They argue that all other living organisms developed. And instead of having problems, they increased in their intelligence. They increased in their complexity. In fact, their equation there is that uh, M plus NS times T equals evolution. Of course, all those, I think I've got some blanks, most of those filled in for you there. Mutations plus natural selection times time equals evolution. A mutation is a mistake. In theory, that's positive. Are most mutations positive? How many of you have ever seen mutations on farm animals or anything? They're not usually positive, are they? In fact, most of the time, any mutation is a, fault, is a problem. I remember one of the kids when I was growing up in rural Iowa, there was a mutation. He had uh, one of his fingers, It didn't. I think it was his pinky. It didn't come out here, it came out here, and then it went up. So like it came out and went up. Was that a positive mutation for him? No, he learned to function with it, but it wasn't a positive thing. And yet evolutionists want us to believe that mutations, then the natural selection said, oh, these are good things, so we're going to keep those. Well, who's to say that the tear duct would have been kept before the eyelashes or the eyeball or when sight evolved? Well, it didn't evolve. So really, if we look into this in depth, it's pretty ridiculous. Again, we want to be loving, but we look at what the Word of God says, and God makes sense, doesn't he? Even when we don't always completely understand, God makes sense. Mutations are the explanation for evolution. Natural selection preserves the changes, or so they argue. And yet, notice the word. It's natural selection, not laboratory selection. What do people try to do with endangered species? How? Okay, so they save them. They want them to reproduce. Do they just leave them out in the wild for anything to happen? No, they try to bring them in and protect them. That's called laboratory selection. But evolution didn't happen in a lab. They're saying this all just happened, and so you are a product of chance, and somehow you miraculously got here, which really it was a miracle if it would have even happened. But God said how it happened, and it was still a miracle. And we take it by faith. But science does show us creation is so true. And quickly, I, I we we don't. I don't want to spend tons of time on evolution, but there are problems, aren't there? Uh, mutations. There's just a number of things. Oh, uh, with mutations, uh, natural selection. Just a lot of problems that there are. Uh, we already talked through some of those. Uh, and then even the fossils, or uh, what? Time is next. And I've got a quote on the next one, I think the next one, Brother Bass, is their uh, number one. Uh, The probability of one molecule becoming a protein, uh, the probability of forming one protein molecule by chance is 10 to the power of 243. That's a big number. Now when it comes to today in probabilities, mathematicians would say that number is impossible to happen. That's what they say even secular mathematicians. But when it comes to evolution, that number is a possibility. In fact, we're living proof. It must be real. But we got to go back to the Bible. God said, and God made us. And so we look at this whole idea of reality of creation. So evolution requires considerable amount of faith. The second law of thermodynamics. Second law of thermodynamics says that energy in the cosmos and the universe remains constant, but its usability declines. How many of you would agree? Your, the way you use your energy is getting less efficient, right? You get tired faster, right? We go through that. We see that, uh, but that's what happens in life. Uh, so how do they come by that with evolution? Then everything just got better until it became us as humans. So what can evolve out of us? What better comes? Again, we could argue through a lot of these things. The fossil record, uh, again, circular arguments. They date the rock by the fossils. Then they date the fossils by the rocks. A lot of things we could get into. If you're interested in this, I've got a lot of resources, again, to show you the fallacy of evolution. And uh, I I think we've got one more quote. I don't know if it came through on the PowerPoint. You've got it on your paper. I want to encourage you to take a look at that. When it comes to anthropology, we had a beginning. Now, of course, we celebrate our birthday. But I'm talking about the beginning of man. God made us. We are special. Now, in our study on anthropology, we're going to talk about sin. How many of you don't like it when uh, we point out our own sin, right? You don't like it when someone points out your sin? We're going to talk about sin, okay? Uh, Because the, the reality of anthropology is we all have sin. And fall short of the glory of God. Wait a second. God says that again. So our whole study on anthropology is going to be based in the word of God. We're going to talk about some of these different areas. Why you're special. Why you need a savior. Yet there was one. Tonight as we talked about evolution, I'm thankful that I didn't evolve. I'm thankful that God loves me and made me. And this week, maybe you're going to be struggling in your emotions. Maybe you say, well, I would never take my own life. At least you wouldn't plan on it. But don't even get to that point because you are made in the image of God. You are special. God loves you. And that is a comfort when times are tough. Father, we're so thankful for your love. And just this time we've had tonight, God, as we've shared praises and prayer requests as a church family, God, you know all of those. And again, we we pray for each other. God, as we had opportunity to pray for some missionaries tonight, God, we remember uh, Brother Buecher and the Wallaces as they serve in their separate locations. God, as we had time even to think about the ant, God, we praise you for creation and how, again, it shows your handiwork and even that we can learn from that. God, as we took some time to look at some Bible trivia and just remember that your word has details and is so important to us in life and affects us in so many areas. And then really, as we wrapped up this night talking about evolution, God, I'm thankful that we did not evolve, but that you made us special in your image. I pray that you would encourage us with that truth tonight and this week. Thank you so much for all that you've done for us. And it's in Jesus' name. Okay, I'm glad we could come together. How many of you are glad we could be in the house of the Lord together? What a blessing. I'm thankful for fellowship. I I, I love listening to podcasts. I love listening to preaching. There's nothing about fellowshipping together. I'm glad each of you online are here. But, oh, what a blessing to be in the building together and worship God.